0: This episode was brought to you by Amis Clothing. Amis official underscore on Instagram, a brand for ambitious minds who elevate their success, hustle for what they desire, and never settle for less. Ambitious minds elevate success. A M E S, Amis Clothing. Check them out. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Kill Crossover Podcast.
1: It's your boy Eman. This your boy Mo. Uh, we are back. A little, little hiatus. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's football season right around the corner. We are joined by our homie and good friend of the show, Mr. Jordan Robinson. We're going to talk everything NFL football tonight. You're going to love it.
0: Let's get it.
1: Let's go. All right
0: jordan welcome back man good friend of the show always around football time Always,
2: man it's i i have so it's you guys and one other pod that i just like that's apart from my own like i got my own course cover zero podcast but like Yeah, I know it's like a big thing when I'm on with you guys and then because it's like, it's like, I've been on your pod before we have good times y'all hit me up been on their pod before same time they hit me up (laughs) each (laughs) brother's podcast you got like it's so it's so fun to make the runs through the pods that I love being on. This is definitely one of them and glad to be back on the killer crossover. We
1: appreciate your time, man. Thanks for your time, man. All right, fellas, let's let's get into it. Uh, the twenty twenty NFL season is right around the corner. Uh, what what do you want to tackle first, man? What, what how, how y'all want to start this off?
2: I'm the guest. I mean, I'm the guest. I can't I can't steer the ship of the killer crossover. I'm All not right, Tim Hardaway. Let's,
0: let's 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 start let's start off with your guys. team. Oh, you just want to jump right. right into it. Okay, I was gonna say that for last jump but... right into it. I mean <laughs>
1: <okay>. <laughs>
0: big thing, I mean, all right, because we're gonna go into your guys' division. We'll talk a, we'll hit a little bit about your guys' division and the, the quarterbacks in your guys' division a little bit later, but I wanna hit on Devontae Adams joining your guys' team, your guys' squad. All right, first of all, your thoughts. Where do you guys think you guys are gonna go? What's your what's your ceiling? What's your floor? What do you guys think? I'm going to let Jay go first.
2: Raiders, man, are the, the offense is more equipped right now to do more than they have, honestly, since Derek Carr has been there. And you could also make an argument that even independent of the weapons that came in, Derek Carr himself personally is in the best position that he has been in since he's been in the NFL. Like he's coming off one of his best, if not his best season, considering all of the things that this guy had to endure last year all the things that he had to still hold a team together through adversity happens in every single NFL locker room, but adversity like that is something that doesn't happen in every single locker room. So for this season in particular, you now get more weapons on the offense with Devontae Adams. Of course you add Chandler Jones on the defense, you completely retool things and go to an actual system with Josh McDaniels. You then have a defensive coordinator. That's more on the, new side cutting edge of things with his uses of usage of like odd fronts combined with two high structures as far as like safeties go and then you move away from a guy that's necessarily just done the same thing for so long and Gus Bradley so this is kind of like the new mold of where they're going and I think this is the right time to do it considering the state of the NFL and the state of this squad bringing in Devontae Adams you can't say enough about it it's by far already the number one playmaker that Derek Carr has ever had he has never had a playmaker to this caliber you bring him in now I just I think it's going to be really dope the ceiling is is honestly though determinant upon the capability of this defense the secondary is thin of course injuries can derail certain units and ours is a particular defensive unit that would really suffer if the injury bug creeps up as a Niner fan I mean you know this you know it can derail a season so I mean that's just kind of like the prospects of like earlier what I'm looking about on this squad, uh, as far as like Mo, your initial reactions, your initial expectations—that that'll be something I'm going to you before I give like my season predictions for the squad.
1: Right, right. Um, you know, when I when I look at this, this this Raiders roster, and I'm listening to the podcast, I'm listening to Josh McDaniels, I'm listening to the players, and the first thing that comes to mind is there there's a there's an energy shift if you notice, like there's there's a real belief. You know that the, these players are determined to kind of just shut down the narrative. Like this, this isn't your father's Raiders. You know, you know what I mean. Like in the sense that we're not here to play any games. We're not here to be a lapping stock anymore. We swung for the fences and we got really two big hits on the on both offensive and defensive uh, side of the ball. And that just shows that we're ready to go. We're ready to really build off of the, last year's momentum and. Um, uh, I'm really, really interesting to see how Derek performs under this new regime. I think Josh McDaniels is going to do wonders for him. And, uh, I think you're, I think this is the season where the narrative finally changes for Derek Carr. I mean, you've seen it in past seasons, just this past, uh, in past seasons, or uh, more recently in the 2021 season where the. The, the narrative on Matthew Stafford has changed now since he's won a Super Bowl I'm not quite ready to crown the Raiders Super Bowl contenders just yet but I do believe with everything that's put on our chessboard I feel like the narrative will shift on Derek Carr, you're going to have to look at him with a different different um, light, if he's not a top 10 quarterback by the end of 2022 season, something is severely wrong here and that's just my two cents starting out.
0: Right. I honestly, and this is obviously an outsider looking in. You know, me being a Niner fan, I'm looking. I'm looking at you guys, and I'm looking at your roster, and I'm looking at, okay, if Derek Carr can't do something with this roster with this offense, then it's Derek Carr that was a problem. <laughs> um, as far as as far as the defense, I mean, Jordan, you said it, and. The, the your guys' season is gonna end. On how far you guys go this season is gonna depend on your defense
2: uh what what were your predictions for for the season so for predictions i was actually just talking to a friend about this i'm torn between the raiders finishing in third or second in the division i don't think we finished first the crazy thing about the afc west is that honestly i am however the the season plays out whatever the record is come the end of week 17 week 18 right whatever that record is for all these teams it would not surprise me this division is that good i cannot recall a time we have had a division that one through four are all teams that you would consider winning a playoff game at this point in the preseason at this point in training camp so it's not going to really surprise me no matter how it's how it shakes out there is one thing, though, that I do have pretty solidified within my preseason predictions. Derek Carr will have a better season individually as a quarterback than Russell Wilson will with the Broncos. I I am, that's, I'm, I'm banking on it. Mo, it's piggybacking off of what you kind of were saying, Mo, how Derek Carr is going to be recognized differently. And I think the addition of Devontae Adams also speaks to, like, a bigger picture Of the state of the NFL this year, where you're seeing how elite receivers that were once teamed with elite quarterbacks now separating and going to maybe team up with a guy that's in another tier below. And then how much does that elite receiver elevate that quarterback that's currently a tier below? What's the ebbs and flows of who stays elite when they lose elite talent around them and who then is just below the elite level, gets some more elite talent and then rises, you know, that type of shifting of the scales you just all throughout the league. Tyreek Hill leaving Patrick Mahomes, going to Miami. A.J. Brown leaving Ryan Tannehill. What does Ryan Tannehill sink to? What does A.J. Brown do for Jalen Hurts? It's like all these different levers, and I'm anxious to see that. And I think one of the biggest levers for the Raiders is getting Devontae Adams there. So long way to a answer for this question, E. My <laughs> predictions would be for the Raiders. I think this team goes 10-7. and 7. I think this team goes ten and seven in a different conference division schedule. All that shit maybe it'd be different, but with this, with with what's ahead of the Raiders, ten and seven. I just have this belief that there's going to be three teams to go to the AFC West that from the AFC West go to the playoffs. I just we've seen it before. It's been a while, but I think that's what we see. So, give me ten and seven for the Raiders' uh, wild card berth. But as far as what they'll do then, we'll have to talk about it then
1: yeah i'm i'm with you i've been teetering between 10 and 7 11 and 6 the last month or so uh i I do believe that we are a playoff team uh i just i just think that we've done all the right things i feel like we position ourselves well uh i I really feel like teams are looking at us like okay we they're a problem like we're, we're gonna have to really have to bring our wheaties and our hard hat on sundays because we gotta wor- We gotta worry about number four. We gotta ber- worry about one seven. Not to mention that six foot six behemoth at uh, 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 tight end, and you got the best slot receiver in the league.
2: Adrian hey, thirteen. Mention-
1: <laughs> Not to mention a stable of running backs that are pretty damn good, and I've been really impressed with the kids that are white. And um,
2: Samir's gonna uh, be nice. Samir's in, gonna, in, be in nice.
1: So it juice, gonna be nice. so he brings juice, man right it's gonna be really hard to game plan us game plan for us this season man and I, i'm excited man a couple of areas of concern obviously it's ongoing the um the offensive line is gonna to have to really play uh better this year i mean last year they gave up 48 40 sacks excuse me uh we're gonna to have to really keep Derek upright if we really want to do some special things um uh this year and uh you already touched on it again jay the secondary it's it's rock paper thin i mean rock Yassin, uh mullins um and averett a uh averett seemed to be like the trio of, of cornerbacks that were um
2: hobbs, hobbs will rotate. man the slot hobbs, hobbs gonna man, man, man that slot. slot. And
1: Ma- so then honestly, yeah hobbs should get more looked on the outside because what i've been hearing he's been really doing his thing in, in a training camp Putting up, him, putting himself up against Devontae, and and kind of holding his own a little bit. So I think he's ready for a uh, a bigger role. But any injury to that secondary man, that's gonna that's gonna be really really uh, crucial to our,
0: mm-hmm.
1: our our somewhat success. So if we if we want to do anything this season, especially the talent in our, in our division. Cornerback is going to have to be uh, a big position for us health-wise.
2: Yeah, for sure. Even to safety. I mean, we really have no deep, rangy safety other than Trayvon Merrick. Yeah. If Merrick goes, there's no one. Like, we're going to get bombed on if the, if the pass rush right. doesn't get
1: home. So Right, exactly. Hey, exactly.
0: I'm actually really excited to see how you guys are here. And, I mean, like, I, I can... Not hate on the Raiders now because they're in Las Vegas. <laughs> and oh, oh, I thought you
2: were about to say because they're good now. He's like, well, because you know it's Vegas.
0: No, no, because Vegas. Because no. So the reason the reason I hated on the Raiders before was because in my mind they were always an L.A. Team. But now you got two teams in L.A. that are like L.A. teams. So I'm i I'd much rather hate on the Rams, especially being in my in my Niners division. Than on the Raiders, um, and actually, no. But watching watching the Raiders uh, the last couple of seasons and seeing the moves that you guys made this off season, it actually really got me excited to kind of watch you know competitive football uh, from the Raiders. And I, I agree with you guys. Like I see you guys as a playoff team. How far? I I actually. So I, 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 Mo mentioned 11 and 6. I was kind of thinking 11 and 6. Um, 10 and 7. Yeah. 10 and 7 is is probably where you guys are going to end up. But then I was... 11 and 6,
2: 10 and 7. Yeah. yeah.
0: But um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see uh, where you guys are. Especially since most of my friends are Raiders fans anyway. So uh, definitely going to be... A lot more fun
2: when everyone is cheering than
1: talking shit. Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: for sure. <laughs> Exciting times. Mm-hmm.
1: Jay, I wanted to ask you, uh wanted to talk a little bit about Josh McDaniels. I remember when the hire was first announced, I think me and you were both kinda like, eh. Yeah. Like we don't we, we, we don't hate it, but we don't we don't love it either. But uh listening to his press conferences and you know listening to the different podcasts that you listen to how has your perception of josh daniels changed and what do you think he's gonna bring to the raiders from a coaching standpoint and an offensive strategic standpoint
2: at first i was honestly like you said i I was actually more negative than positive on the hire if i had to like lean one way but since then i have shifted back to the other side where i'm more positive now than negative there's i mean he still hasn't proven anything but Mm -hmm. as far as where you could be at this juncture started to really sit with it and kind of ponder what i'm expecting from him i love the way that he's approaching the press conferences i love everything that i'm hearing from beat writers from players throughout the nfl that know this team the thing that i'm mostly excited for honestly two components of a Josh McDaniels led offense the first one would simply be that you get Derek Carr actually playing in a system what I mean by that is it's like oh everyone plays in the system it's just different yeah but like John Gruden's system quote-unquote was having a playbook that was like 76 plays deep and you had to know the terminology and all these different things to be able to execute that system right this is more of a system that is based on like what the defense kind of gives you, you take it's really? it's his Josh McDaniels runs what it's his basically, it's his version of the Earnhardt Perkins system, which was the system that Bill Belichick adopted when he first started resuming NFL coaching experience with the Browns. There was a coordinator and a coach, Earnhardt and Perkins, I forget the first names, but over the years he kind of adopted that because. There's a lot of things that you'll get out of it. One, you get, what, the, of course, what the defense gives you, but you get one concept on one side of the field and another concept on the other side of the field. And everybody on the offense understands the concepts that are they're a part of and that they're away from. So you can basically like flip the concept if you want. Like if it's called to the right with what usually like a rip or a, whatever the, the call is for them, they can then say left, 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 left. And then it just flips the same concept to the backside right because and Derek Carr at the offensive line at the line of scrimmage he can make those calls he can diagnose defenses he's been shown that you can put a lot on his plate mentally and I love that this offense is now going to him the other component of the Josh McDaniels offense that's going to be installed here with Earnhardt Perkins system again he's tweaked it a lot over the years is the option routes that it presents for the playmakers we have and I think that starts with primarily Devontae Adams you put Devontae Adams in a position where he has a two-way go or he can he can react based on his feel. that is everything about his game Devonte adams being able to get off the press without his hands is all it like you aren't you don't teach this you do not teach people to play like Devonte adams does getting off press like bro don't use your hands leave your chest wide open just sit there and like juke them like you don't teach people to do that but he is unstoppable doing that because he's Devontae fucking adams <laughs> so like when you give this type of this guy with this type of wiggle and someone who has just this innate ability to read leverage on dbs and a quarterback who is familiar playing with a guy who they see the field the same way in in an offense that gives you you can break right you can break left it's a feel if you get man you can do this you can do that if they're off you can stop if they're pressing you they're pushing you you can go over the top right i think this is going to really benefit the raiders offense. so the system and just the basis of it you know from what he's going to bring i'm very excited for not just for our quarterback also for our playmakers and ultimately of course for our silver and black so
0: for my fantasy purposes (laughs) what's up with Darren Waller
1: (laughs) it'll be okay it'll be okay
2: yeah he'll be like the fantasy like maybe like top
0: (laughs) five tight ends. well that's not hard though
2: no, but I mean, you know, <laughs>
0: All right, for sure.
2: <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't love him in fantasy. I love Devonte Adams as the number two receiver if you can get
0: Oh real? Oh yeah.
2: In a PPR league.
0: what? Well, um so obviously there is the whole NFC uh West and AFC West going against each other. What other matchups other than though uh those two conferences are you looking
1: forward to in terms of the Raiders? Uh, me, I, I want to see how we look against the Chargers because the Chargers has just been the medium media darlings for the entire offseason, it seems like. You know, everybody's crowning them. You know, everybody is wanting to send Justin Herbert. I feel like uh, I read somewhere uh, a couple of months ago that he has the, the greatest odds to be NFL MVP or pretty high odds, significant odds, if you will. I just feel like the media is really wanting us to believe that this kid is a superstar, and I'm not saying he's not talented, but you know, you gotta go out there and prove it, so.
0: They are paper, really hyping up that, that Keenan Allen connection.
1: <laughs> where on paper, they're fucking scary. Like, the char- thing about the Chargers is they've had one of the better, more talented rosters in the, in the entire league for a while now for a couple of years now go their biggest problem is his health they always seem to get hit by the a- I- ir bug at the worst possible time and they're just decimated and it's always their their best players so shifting this year i mean they're i, I can see the praise but i feel like we match up so well with them it's just like okay i respect you but i don't fear you in, in, in the same breath man but i'm really anxious to see how we match up with them man because that 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 game uh to end the season was was crazy and we really start the, the season off crazy.
2: we start the season off with them
1: right khalil mack khalil mack in a revenge game yep khalil mack Jason khalil and Jackson.
2: and joey scare the yeah. fuck out of me this oh, year yeah. I'm, I'm just bro yeah. That. We're not like like okay, Colton can handle one of them. Right. But Colton's gonna get worked by one of them at least right. a few times, exactly. right? It's just the way like that they're too good for like, you know, you can you can you to still give Colton help, but then what's the other one doing? Right on Leatherwood or Park like not Parker, but Leatherwood or yeah. like, that's terrifying.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like that terrifies.
2: But I know every single yeah. play, Brandon Parker, or not Brandon Parker, but Alex is either gonna be blocking Joey Bosa or Cleo Mac. Yeah. That, uh, no, I want no parts of that, bro. I don't like on houses.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Especially since Leather, Leatherwood is so improving and honestly, we really don't know we, we know who's going to be starting. That's Colton Miller, but we don't know the other of course four, so, so
2: I think just, Andre will start at center. Yeah. Uh and then yeah, beyond that, you, I think they'll put Leatherwood somewhere.
1: Yeah. Maybe playing, uh, maybe bonding. Uh,
2: I would like Illumin- Illuminier, Jermaine Illuminier. I would yeah. like what I would prefer would be this. Uh would be Colt Miller left. And then Illuminier at uh left guard. James. And then uh what's that kid? The young kid. Uh Parnum, Dylan Parnum at right guard. And you probably do have to put another one at right, right tackle. You don't have anyone else, man. You don't have anyone else that can play tackle. No,
0: I hear you. Just go sign. Yeah. Just go sign t-
2: Isaiah Wynn. Go sign Isaiah Wynn right now. Just sign him. <laughs> sign Brian Belaga right now. I don't care. I'm sorry. Anyway.
1: Well, God bless him, man. We'll just hope for the best.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's that's just, again, that, That's those are the things I'm so worried about. And I can already see myself yelling at the TV just like I did right
1: there. What do
0: you guys want to hit on next?
2: I want to ask you guys a question, actually, go for it. So as far as this season goes, how would I phrase the question last year? There was all the talk of um, like Patrick Mahomes having a slump against too high coverage too high. They're playing too high, too high, you know, which they did a lot. And it caused him to have a down year by his standards quarterbacks adapting from year to year is is all is always like a measure you always like see once the team once the league gets like a beat on you what's the next step what are they going to do to make you do something else what are they going to try to do to make you play left-handed this last year the Bengals took over the league offensively came out of nowhere now you're going to get someone playing joe burrow jamar chase with a year of film this team is still very highly rated because their free agency haul was amazing. They're just looking to retool. They're running back the same entire coaching staff offensively and defensively. It's There's going to be a lot of congruency that's transferring over from one year to the next. How much will Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, that offense, Joe Mixon, and the upgrades they've had on the offensive line through free agency make this team better because the only way that you could say that they do is if they actually win the super bowl and i don't necessarily see that in the cards for them still
0: I'm about to think about that a little mo you can go first that's that's (laughs) a
1: that's a great question that's a great question i mean honestly i think they'll be fine Uh, i think they'll pick up right where they left off i mean the let's let's just let's just start with the incredible poise that joe burrow plays with as with as such a young player just cool, calm, collected. Never seems to get rattled. He, he got he got beat up a lot during these past playoffs, but he just he picked himself up and he kept firing, delivering haymakers after haymakers. So that type of success it was just so out of left field and unexpected. You know that should do wonders, in my opinion, for a younger young teams' confidence because now they got a taste of it they know what it's like but it's different because now since you're the defending afc champs you're going to get everybody's best shot so it's like how do you how do you adjust being uh the hunting from the hunted
2: right yeah yeah
1: i just i just think that with Burrow with his unbelievable poise i think they're just i think they're gonna be fine i think they're gonna pick up right where they left off i do think that they're a playoff team I The AFC is so fucking deep that I cannot sit here today and say that they're going to go back to the, to, to the Super Bowl. But they are going to be fine. And I think Joe Burrow is going to be in the MVP conversation this year. Okay. I think he's going to light it up this year, bro. Okay. Retold that offensive line, which was the biggest weakness. They got all their best players coming back. They've done well in free agency. I, I, I really think he's going to light it up this year.
0: Nice. Me, I think, honestly, for any one of them or multiple of them to elevate the team and elevate the offense, for the, basically for the for the team to get better, someone's gonna have to have a breakout season. One or multiple people are gonna have to have a breakout season. C- compared to last season, that's already like that's already super high expectations. Like, how do you do that? Um, I personally don't think it's gonna happen. I think they will see a little bit of a regression, kind of, kind of like what we saw with the Bills last year. How both the year before Josh Allen was just killing it with Stephon Diggs, and their, you know, their their offense was just was just killing it. And then all of a sudden, like last year, they were just kind of like, okay, this is nothing new. This is nothing special we figured out how to like kind of slow them down a little bit i think i think that's they're gonna have that kind of a, a regression. not some not something too bad but then
2: right yeah nothing drastic but a little yeah, bit nothing low, drastic so. but exactly,
0: yeah yeah um i i actually don't see them it's it's tough because i i want to root for them to get to get back to the afc championship but i i don't see happening
1: it's hard you, man
0: do you think they win teams. the
2: division either of you do they win the north
1: mm. it's between them and the them and the Ravens but yeah I think they definitely have a great chance
2: if you had to pick who wins the division the north
1: right now I'd say the Bengals
2: yeah. I, I agree I picked them I too. would
1: say the Bengals yeah yeah
0: because yeah. the Steelers yeah. aren't gonna win it no
2: nope, but no nope. I actually win it, a cover zero of. podcast bet question actually Josiah and I have I, I predicted this last year and I was this this close I said Mike Tomlin was going to have his first losing season Ooh. I ran it back again and, and yeah, I was like no he's going to have a losing they're going to go eight and nine that's what they're yeah, going to do they're going to go eight and nine
1: year. Yeah. I think it's, it's coming this year yeah.
2: right eight and nine and with that roster that's an accomplishment
1: right
0: I mean but, they, who they got they got Trubisky
2: Trubisky yeah, yeah.
0: Yep. Not, I agree with
2: you. I, I'm saying
0: they're going, they're going to lose this season. Yep, 8-9. <laughs> That's so a lot to we, ask
1: of Najee Harris. Yeah. So how are we feeling about the Buffalo Bills? I remember last year, this time, I said, I'm just sat here right here with the two of y'all gentlemen and said that the Buffalo Bills were going to the Super Bowl. Obviously, that didn't happen. You know, we all know what happened in that game. But... Later, How are we feeling about the Buffalo Bills? Is this the year that they finally break get, get through that hump? Give me your reasons why they will and give me the reasons why they won't.
2: The Bills' reasons why they won't could be something similar to what we saw last year. That defense had 13 seconds left to get a stop in a playoff game and waltz into the AFC title game where they're going to be at home, and host the Bengals, and they likely win that. Now, that's, that's that's just what I would have said then. Then they get to the Super Bowl. That would have been something to see. I mean, we're gonna see that on Thursday night, anyway. That's that would be why they won't. Like they just the AFC is as hard as it is, and it can come down to sometimes four plays. Most of the time, it does come down to that many in plays. Game of inches, right? <clears throat> Game of inches. We all watch any given Sunday, and that could be the reason why they won't. Still, this roster on paper is there this defense, despite, you know, yes, what happened last year in the playoffs is real, but this defense is a good defense. It's it's one of the better defenses in the NFL easily, (laughs) and they've added Von Miller to an area that they needed help in in terms of the pass rush. They have one. They have the best safety tandem in the NFL. They have a corner who has exuded all pro level of play before they have a lot of young players along that defensive line that maybe have developed. There's just, they just, they drafted a corner in the first round to add to the pass cover. Like there's a lot there to like in Buffalo. The coaching staff is proven, very good coaching staff. That division isn't as hard as let's say the West, that division isn't as hard as say the North. So they have that helping them out too. So that is where I, why I could see the Bills winning. And the reason why i could why i see them losing is just exactly what we saw last year it's just that play here that play there you just weren't all that good so everything's on the table for them to go all the way and if they arrive if we sit here again because i'm i'm on for the super bowl preview at least once i already know we'll we'll do that we did that last year we'll do that again can't (laughs) wait uh but when we get there and if on this preview i'm sitting on the bills none of us are surprised none of us are shocked right so and you know that might that might even be a pick you have again Mo so and and if you did (laughs) I get it
0: definitely I definitely have them winning the division but (laughs) (laughs) Uh, winning the getting to the Super Bowl or not or I mean that was the question right getting to the Super Bowl yeah
2: if they what would be the reason they do or what would be the reason they don't
0: I mean, you pretty much you pretty much laid out the reasons, but I just, like your question before. There's even another year of film, and they're coming back with the same with the same crew. So, yeah,
2: yeah. make the next advancement of of the Josh right. Allen stop stop plan.
0: Right, I actually think I actually think the uh, Dolphins are going to improve in the division too, and I'm not saying the Dolphins are going to win the division. I still think the Bills are going to win, the division. but. Hey, man, are this is a, so, this Dolphins a is a are gonna big, be a team to watch out for.
1: Big year for Chua, man. Big year for Chua. Sure. He's if he doesn't prove that he's a starting caliber quarterback this season, I think the writing's on the wall for that cat.
2: Yeah, he's got now everything the there improves.
1: now. Got everything, man. For sure. We
2: got logic yeah. as his offensive coordinator. You know, <laughs> it was cool. <laughs>
1: you
2: know,
0: especially if his running backs stay healthy. Oh yeah. um, right. I mean, Chase Edmonds and uh, Raheem Mostert. I know. They and they
2: got like the misdirection game. You still have Tua, who's a remote part of it. What are your guys' expectations? Do we see like, right, let me put it this way. I had someone tell me last year that Tua will be a top 10 quarterback after they got, not last year, after they got Tyreek Hill. Someone said, a Dolphins fan said, Tua will be a top 10 quarterback.
1: Ooh, I can't do that. Uh, I can't do that. <laughs> not, um, not right now. That that so
0: that means he's gonna hit Tyreek Hill on almost every play, and the plays that he doesn't, he's check down to Chase Edmonds, and Chase Edmonds is just getting just going off. Or?
2: Jalen Waddle is a problem. Yeah. True. True. Jalen Waddle causes that problem. dude is a lot better right. than I thought he was. Like when I was scouting out of Alabama i i saw i figured just like he's gonna kind of turn into like what Tavon austin was remember like he just it never translated you know what i mean or like yeah. you saw D'Anthony thomas it just didn't he can translate, actually and he can actually know?
0: have a really he could have a breakout year now that he has especially since uh tyreek is going to be getting that that double but
2: coverage that's the, he won't have as good of a year as he did last year Jalen Waddle last year set the all-time rookie receiving receptions record he had 106 grabs. He broke Anquan Bolden's record that stood for like 15 years. And like, just like watching how he was doing this. Like he was on, like, they were using him and throwing him little screen passes. He makes someone miss, throwing him the ball in a corner route, throwing the ball in like an option route, giving him the ball like line in the backfield, giving him an angle route. I didn't know that dude's hands were that consistent. He could catch in traffic. Like he does. He's like, he's like, Tyreek kill like great value. Tyreek kill, it's like what he's like.
0: I mean, that's i on the team
1: now. <laughs> yeah. okay. but hey,
2: if if no drafts him to finish, late. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. Just going back to Tua, that's the last point I'll make on Tua. He just you got to stay healthy too. He's been hit with the injury bug pretty much every year he's been in the league. Actually, getting back to uh, his time that at Alabama, so he's mm-hmm. gonna have to prove his his durability and his toughness. But they they're they're an intriguing team. Um, moving on to another intriguing team in the AFC, which I feel like this team is not really being talked about a lot. In my opinion, is the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, you know, they I added. Love, I love it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they added. They added Mike, Matt, Ryan. Matt Ryan. You know, there's Matty been Ice. some. De- Matty Ice. You know, there's there's been some rumblings if you know he's washed and he doesn't have it anymore, but. I really think change the change of scenery, he's going to be rejuvenated. You know, they have they have everything that they need to be successful. Matt Ryan is truly the missing piece in this in, in, in that and in that organization. So how do you guys see the cold season playing out this year?
0: I like it. <laughs> I like how I, I like it. I think they take over. Um, I mean, dare I say, I think they take over the AFC South. Um, I think, like like you said, Mo, I think Matt Ryan was that missing piece. Uh, he's a much better quarterback than Carson Wentz. Um, and I mean, with
1: Jonathan Taylor, like, dude, Jonathan Taylor's just a beast. And, and their defense, too, bro. Their defense yeah. is nasty. And that, that, that's
0: why I, I didn't even get to that yet. But yeah, their defense. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, no, they. I, I like, I like that. look for the for the Colts this season. I think they're gonna have a really good season. Um, I definitely have my respect.
1: Yeah, definitely have my respect.
2: It's another bet that I have on the Cover Zero podcast. Me and Josiah already got two bets going through our division previews. He thinks the Titans will have a better record than the Colts.
0: Really? I don't yep. see that. Yeah. I don't either. That's my guy. We do that. this every year. We have our division bets. <laughs> we do this
2: every year. We be, we don't even plan yeah. this. We'll be live on the yes. pod, like, no, nah, I disagree. No, nah, let's throw 50 on it. Like, <laughs> that's what we do. So, yeah, I got 50 on the Colts taking the division over the basically like just being better than Titans. So let's say the Colts, yes. you know, just Colts versus Titans. That's all I got to right. do. So, yeah, but I'm liking it a lot. I remember reading this uh, article uh, on the Athletic. And they were talking to Frank Reich on the recruiting process to bring in Matt Ryan. And he had like, I don't know, a, a series of plays that were that were taken from Atlanta when Matt Ryan was there. Over a few coordinators, good plays, things that he ran a couple times. And they made this reel for him. And they asked him to say basically, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. Like kind of get a feel of what he likes offensively. And the, the particular uh, athletic journalist, uh, Robert Mays asked, me, he says, he said, well, how did you do? What was your batting average? And he's like, he's like, I was hitting like 80%. Like we just clicked. We saw the game the same way. Like this stuff that I, he was like, yeah. Oh yeah. I like that. Because they, and they just, they got off on this, this immediate relationship, like boot. That was, that was perfect for the two of them. And if you think about it, this is the first time Matt Ryan has ever had a coach that was also a quarterback, right? That's that, that speaks to the ability of how they both see the game, how they both like, you know, process it. And I think that's really going to be beneficial. And there's just a lot to like with this offense. And I think they win the division. But yeah, they are going to get to the playoffs and lose. <laughs> it was just, it going to happen. But this year I am, I am excited to see matt ryan take this offense and have it be a good team a tough team they're they're going to be they're going to be really solid they're going to be really dope they're going to be a lot better than what carson Wentz is giving them they're going to be able to utilize more most of their personnel as far as a late round flyer in a fantasy league if you play in ppr get yourself some naheem hines get oh, yourself yeah. some naheem hines was solid for
1: me last year
2: yeah and he'll be better because Carson Wentz doesn't like to throw to the tailback. He just doesn't. That's not his game. He doesn't like the check down. Matt Ryan is totally comfortable on second and seven. firing to Naheem Hines when the defense is like nine yards off. He will do that all day long. Right? He's a smart quarterback. He goes, all right, let's get set. get uh, worst is third and two, whatever. You know what I mean? So, yeah, everybody late round pick Naheem Hines. And how high would either of you go this year in terms of when you draft Michael Pittman?
0: what's his uh what's his adp right now
2: i think he's like around the 30 overall range some somewhere in that neighborhood
1: okay so like early third round i I think he's third round
2: i think he's basically third round
1: if he's available in the third round i'm taking him if he's there You know, people always like to overdraft, but if he's there in the third round, I'm taking him.
2: I mean, guy had what 88 grabs last year, over a thousand yards, yards, six touchdowns.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: As as a as a wide receiver too, I'll take him easily. Yeah, like yeah, depending on depending on where you are in your yeah,
2: where yeah, how your draft set up. If you're
0: yeah, if you're on if you're on that turn especially the, Mm -hmm. uh, the second third round turn, hell yeah. No, not How many... the third round turn, the third round fourth round turn.
2: Oh, third, fourth turn? Oh yeah. Oh right. that, that's, because pretty that's funny. a
0: because it's thir- yeah. In, in the a standard ten team league.
2: Ten team, right.
0: Yeah. If you're in a ten team league, that's the third, fourth round turn. hmm So yeah, especially yeah. I'll I'll take a mid third, mid third, early third.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right. So okay. before we uh we jump into the NFC uh Got two more AFC teams that I wanted to talk about. Uh, Cleveland Browns and Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Let's start with Baltimore. Uh, Contract year for Lamar, he's reportedly gotten bigger. He's up to 230 pounds now. What type of season are we gonna see with the Ravens? I know they were decimated with injuries last year after a six and one start. Uh, Do we get a bounce back year? Uh, Do we see regression from Lamar? How do you see their season playing out, fellas?
2: I think this year the Ravens make the playoff. They're one of the wild card teams. I think they're like just a game behind the Bengals in terms of how they finish. I have them both. I have them also at ten and seven. Uh, There's a couple of things that, as far as the Ravens' season goes, I'm going to be looking out for. And one of them I don't think I'm going to get, and the other one I do think I'm going to get. And the one I don't think I'm going to get is Greg Roman adapting and advancing his passing concepts. I, I this man does not have a lot of a lot of tools in his bag when it comes to passing concepts. He talks a lot about he's said this before and I and I do really agree with this like the the, the metaphor of it. He says that he looks at his running game as clubs in a golfing bag. Like you want different clubs to do different things. Okay, cool. I get that. But he looks at his passing offense like it's a aluminum cookie cutter sheet. Like this is what we do. <laughs> and done. Like, you know what like it's just it's so annoying that someone doesn't add that same type of complexity to that side of the ball. And so I don't think we're going to get that. I want to see them do that because that's really something that if if the passing offense for the Ravens can be something that is easy for Lamar and Lamar is able to acquiesce himself into that's only going to maximize what this unit can be. But Greg Roman has shown over the years he doesn't develop his passing game. His attention in the offseason goes to his running game. That's just his school of thought. He's just that's where he lives. Now the other thing I think we are going to get because that Greg Roman does look to the attention of his running game. The addition of Tyler Linderbaum, their rookie center that they drafted. We're going to start team utilize outside zone. We're going to start to see this team utilize different toss cracks things where you get the center on the move i think some of that was from what was seen with the eagles and what a mobile center like jason kelsey and a mobile quarterback like jalen Hurts can do for like a like a zone read type of game you can just get different bodies in different spaces that's a lot more how the college spread offenses read offenses read options and zone reads work is with mobile centers and Tyler Linderbaum was not only the the top center on a lot of people's draft boards, but he was one who excelled in doing those things. And I think that's something that we're going to see is just a more diversified deviation from the power running game that the Ravens are known for running gap schemes. We're going to see a little bit more wrinkles in there with outside zones and and those type of different things where you get the center on the move and pulling, maybe getting downfield, stuff like that. So, yeah, that's kind of my prospectus of the Ravens and what we'll see offensively new coordinator on defense i don't know how much he's gonna deviate he's been on the squad since the last like seven years or so as a position position coach and so he knows how these guys function well i don't think he'll blitz as much as uh wink martindale did he always led the league and blitzes, one of the tops but he'll blitz here and there and probably utilize more of where the league is going in terms of two high structures odd type of fronts and different stuff like that
0: i'm in kind of a wait and see Type of mode with the Ravens, I want to. i really want to see them bounce back. But um, like you alluded to, Jordan, uh, Greg Roman is pretty predictable. He's done the same thing ever since forever. Uh, the, the the Ravens offense right now looks like how the Niners offense looked in all those years when he was when he was on the when he was the Niners offensive coordinator. So I mean, it's just it's every like like I said everything is predictable and he still hasn't changed he hasn't adapted to the way the NFL is moving things however like you said with their new with their new rookie center that might change that might actually change a little bit um but like you said he's still gonna focus on the running game so mm-hmm. <laughs> uh what do you think Mo?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you, uh, E in the wait and see approach. I mean, you are like we've already touched on. We pretty much know what we're going to get from Baltimore year in and year out. But I'm really seeing Lamar is obviously the engine that makes that team go. So I'm I'm really focusing on him. You know, he's in a contract year. Uh, let's see if he makes that next progression as a passer. That's the one weakness uh, that is his. That is in his game is constantly being scrutinized. It's his accuracy slash passing. Um, but with with Baltimore, they they could be really good, but then they also can be kind of mediocre. So it's just like nothing about this team really excites you. I mean, I think their best receiver is a rookie, <laughs> this, uh, second, this year, year second year guy, second year guy, and Bateman. So yeah. it's just like you know, you love Lamar because the the uh, you know, the video game, uh, explosive play ability he brings He's must-see TV, but outside of that, can't really get excited about the Ravens because we we see this story every year. You know, and you know, I, Lamar, I think for Lamar's sake, he's, this is the, another chance to him to kind of like, I hate to use the word narrative again, but. There's a certain stigmatism out there about Lamar Jackson. And this is another opportunity for him to kind of just shut that down. I mean, Brian Clark made a big, a good point a couple of weeks ago where he said, why are we always under the impression that the quarterback can cannot be played a different way? While I agree with that, in order to win games and win Super Bowls, you have to make plays from the pocket. And he hasn't consistently shown that he can do that yet. So until he does that, I just feel like um, Baltimore will always be, you know, that good team, playoff team, but they'll never get to a Super Bowl unless he really evolves as a passer.
2: To part of that, I agree. You're right, Mo. It's when, when that's been what he needs to do, it hasn't worked out. That's a lot of the reason why I brought up, like, with what Greg Roman, like, does. Yeah. Greg Roman's concepts, he has too many of them that I've seen in the coaches film no. where this guy doesn't even include a check down
1: no.
2: into his concepts. When the Ravens get blitzed, there's not like things built in there for it to, for, for Lamar to be able to adapt to and deal with it. They just didn't expect that people would blitz him because he's fast. But then they started re- figuring out like there's no response to it built in there. I, I just you're right from the sense of for Lamar to do what he what we need to see which is him win more than one playoff game in his whole entire career which is all that he's done. There's going to have to be a development and I think this is probably the last year we honestly see I think Lamar gets his extension. But I think that what is in bigger limbo this year is if Greg Roman comes back to be the offensive coordinator because you can with the way that football works now and the way that Lamar plays. You can find offensive guys that are going to be able to unlock him and utilize him and probably even help him blossom even more. Mm. So yeah, that's who I think is more in, in in question this season for Baltimore. Uh we both have all of us, all three of us have the Bengals winning the North. Do the Ravens come in second? And do the Ravens make the playoffs? I would say the question I have for both of you. Mm. Do they
1: come in second? I I think the Ravens are a fringe playoff team. I
2: mean, it's all said and done. done. Are the Ravens in the playoffs? Yes or no?
1: No. I'm going to say no also.
2: I got them in the wild card.
1: Yeah. There's a few teams better than I feel right now in the Ravens. But, you know, a lot can change between now and January.
2: I wonder if almost, well, here's what I would love to get. My preseason, like, hope for the playoffs. We get three AFC West teams. The Broncos, the one out, because fuck the Broncos <laughs> all day. <laughs>
1: all day. <laughs> I mean, that's my least favorite team.
2: Preach, Mo. Right. So, all right. So the three AFC West teams, and then we get two of the teams from uh the North: Baltimore and Cincinnati. And then we get the other two division winners: Colts Indy and Buffalo. Colts.
1: That's, love, yeah.
2: that's my That's my ideal I think best case scenario The Broncos on the outside looking in The offense on the outside looking in Patriots on the outside looking in Yeah
0: So you got Baltimore making it over Tennessee too?
2: The, I have bought, yeah, I do Yep, I do I think, yeah, that's just how I would classify the best Right now, of course, we all know The league Changes so much throughout the course of the year We all know yeah. that But as we sit here in the middle of August, towards the end of August, we're making our preseason predictions. That's the seven I want to see.
0: And lastly, Browns,
1: right? Yeah, lastly, so we can transition to the NFC. How are y'all feeling about the Browns? Obviously the elephant (laughs) in the room. You know, Deshaun has to sit down for those 11 games. Jacoby Brissett is somebody that I have a tremendous amount of respect for. Uh, He's steady, he's tough. Obviously, he's no Deshaun Watson. So, how do you see him sort of holding down the fort until that 230 million dollar quarterback comes back to the comes back under the huddle?
0: So, uh, reopen the talks about bringing in Jimmy G,
1: <laughs> <No>.
0: <laughs> and then I mean, <laughs> that's what I would do. But um, no, nah, I don't. I think no offense to to Jacoby Brissett but he's a capable backup, (laughs) very capable backup. Um, I think, and yeah, I think because you got to consider Deshaun Watson, he's out for 11 games. He's not even going to come back in week 12 because they have the buy in week nine. So that doesn't count as a, as a game that he's sitting on. Uh, So he's coming back week 13. Um and by then it'll be too late to really do anything. Um I would love to see how he does with those weapons, though. How Sean Watson does with those weapons. But um, I mean and I mean Jacoby Brissett has those weapons, it's just I don't think he is that capable of a quarterback to I mean, actually utilize the weapons.
1: Yeah, I mean you will with in the Browns Browns for the Browns sake, I don't really think you need Jacoby Brissett to do to do anything out of the ordinary. It's something that he's not capable of doing because the Browns have one of the better defenses in the league and they have right. the best rushing attack. Yeah. They got it they got a two headed monster at, at uh, running Well back. does
0: does Kareem does Kareem Hunt play for the Browns this season though?
1: I think he plays, you know, I definitely think he plays. Um, I guess they're in some type of contract dispute or did he request to be traded?
0: He, yeah, he requested to be traded.
1: Okay, I know that team flat out told because him, he didn't no, get we're the not extension. trading him. Yeah. I know they already because told he, him that he's not trading him, so.
0: Yeah, but then he, he's also not getting the extension, so I don't know what uh, he's gonna do about that, so.
1: <laughs> but yeah. um,
0: Nick Chubb, I mean, Nick Chubb can, can carry you, can only carry you so far.
1: You know, I just feel like their 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 defense and their running game will allow them to be in a lot of games, but you know you can't replace a talent or duplicate, I should say, a talent like Deshaun Watson.
0: I mean, not only that, though. All right, so the Browns aren't going to be like horrible.
1: No, they're, they're not, not going to be good. terrible.
0: They're but they're yeah. not going to be good. I mean, they 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 did what they did last year with uh, what's his quarterback Baker. Baker, Baker Mayfield. I guess Jacoby Brissett not that far off, but again, I, then again, I guess we'll see what uh Baker Mayfield does in Carolina.
2: I think Baker is a little better than Jacoby, a little better than
0: Jacoby. Yeah, yeah. But I think Jaco-
2: I think Jacoby Brissett is ideally a backup. I do think Baker is a low end starter in the league. I do like you know there's got to be thirty two starters. I think Jacoby Brissett's probably like one of the better backups. He's like in the 34, 5, 6, 37 range. I do think Baker is in like the 19 to 24 range. If you were to like sit there and rank out quarterbacks. So but really with with, with Jacoby Brissett, it's going to hinder the rounds, the Browns offense in ways that it's even already been, you know, trying to hide. Baker's not the big gunslinger. That's why they made the risk to go get Deshaun Watson. And one thing that I do think will still be present with this team, it won't be as dominant, but it'll still be present, is that even though you know they're going to run the ball, they're still going to run the ball. And I talked about this in the Cover Zero podcast. Nick Chubb, to me, there is real, like, I could make the argument that he is the best pure runner in the NFL. Just as far as, like, He's never led the league in, in rushing he's been hurt the injury bug has hit him before he's never had the seasons that derrick henry has or that mccaffrey has because he's not a factor through the air or like jonathan taylor did last season but when i just watch nick chubb over and over again on coach's film there's not there's there's so little elements of what a running back is expected or asked to do that he does not do and the offensive line that they have in front of him Kevin Stefanski's run schemes are a lot are are built on running away from the rotation of safeties. So one safety drops to the strong one safety drops to the weak or they are able to scheme up. All right. We know if we push this, this safety has this type of run fit, etc. His ability to run away from those type of, of rotations is is very well and it's utilized really well when you have that line in front of him and it's used utilized even better when you have a running back like Nick Chubb, but with Jacoby Brissett behind him now. There's not as much of a threat off of that play action when you consider downfield protection, downfield like, or not downfield protection, but like the usage of going downfield. You have a receiver in Amari Cooper that can get down there. We've seen that. You just don't have a quarterback that's necessarily gonna look to attack him. And I think honestly, the AFC North is probably at worst, the third best division in the NFL this year. AFC West being first, there's an argument between the NFC West the AFC North as to, as to which one's the best. But, yeah, with, with Brissette there, it's going to be a six-win season about roughly. I mean, he's going to play the whole – if he plays up until week 11. Who knows what Deshaun Watson is going to be like when he comes back. I thought he was going to get a year. He should have got a year more. I mean,
0: I agree.
2: you know, so much.
0: Yeah.
2: It's – you know, and who knows what he's going to be like when he does play again because there's not gonna be a lot of people and there's not a lot of people that are like, yeah, Deshaun, like, yeah, do you, Deshaun, or normally that you have, yeah. y- y- this there's, this doesn't really exist, but yeah. <laughs> we saw Tiger Woods, who was arguably the best, most confident, self-driven athlete ever, have a change of position and a change of command when there was outside pressures on him. I have a hard time thinking that Deshaun Watson is going to be able to be the same guy that we saw throughout all this time. So, I can't believe the Browns made that decision to go ahead and acquire him. I still can't even believe they got Amari Cooper for a goddamn fifth round (laughs) pick. How did the... uh, Sorry, side note, tangent, quickly. How did the Cardinals (laughs) give a first... Or, or how did how did uh, how how did the Cardinals get like the Ravens got a first round pick for giving away Hollywood Brown? The Cowboys got a fifth round pick for giving away Amari Cooper. How does that work? Anyway, yeah, Browns aren't going to be all that good. I don't expect a lot from them. I can't I can't really root for Deshaun. I can't root for Deshaun Watson ever before this. He was one of my guys. I, I he I he was one of my guys.
1: I had a lot of respect for him, and now it's kind of hard. So respect him. you
2: know yeah. yeah yeah i would i would i'm like have i've had to do this throughout the podcast like tr- time now yeah. because of how bad it is i've had to refrain from massage jokes when we <laughs> do this type of thing because i just i can't anymore it's that like he's been that bad right. with it
1: that mm-hmm. i can't
2: even like in in i wouldn't like myself if i made that joke you know what right. i mean like yeah. that's how bad it is. That's how much of a just a weirdo he is. That's which we're
1: at. So all right. Transitioning to the NFC. Uh E, let's kick it off. In San Francisco 49ers. What 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 are we doing this man. year, man? Is this Trey. you guys go back to the Super Bowl? <laughs> so Trey.
0: <laughs> Trey This year Trey Songs. So this year with with Trey <laughs> with Trey Lance. At the hell. With Trey Lance, you know. Full, full training camp and full uh, season as the QV one. Um, it could go one of two ways. Either we're gonna we're gonna take a jump and you know be a pretty good team, second in the second second in the NFC West, maybe even fighting for first. But you know we could go as high as like twelve and five, or we could be as low as it could be like all bad because he still has to go through a lot of growing pains and we could be like we could be what, 7 and 10. Um,
1: does he make you nervous? We're not going to be as
0: bad as the as a Seahawks but does um, he make you nervous? Oh pretty. yeah pretty no that's, that's out the door yeah but we got a pretty tough schedule this year yeah.
1: does he make you nervous though because I've been hearing different things about so, y'all training camp that he's looked great couple practices and then other practices not so great so
0: so I'm that's not what makes me nervous what makes me nervous is that they've been highlighting his connection with brandon ayuk and brandon ayuk has like left has left a lot to be desired so far um i mean young career and he could be you know he could easily have a breakout season this year um easily um especially with devo coming back which was huge um but I don't know. I just, it just makes me nervous that he, that they're like not highlighting his connection with George Kittle or with with a uh, Devo, but with Brandon Ayuk instead. And like when you when you hear about all these other quarterback wide receiver connections, you're, they're they're talking about the connection with the top wide receiver. So it's like, hmm, I, don't, I don't know. That's what makes me nervous but Uh, it could go one of go one of two ways
2: (laughs) definitely i i like the addition of trey trey lance i want i'm so i was so excited for this last year yeah i mean i wanted to see mainly what it is it's the same thing i want to see what he does in a kyle shanahan run game Mm -hmm. i want to see it i want to see like they run the outside zone right so like they run outside zone the backside defensive end is always been able to crash on the running back, right? Running backs running outside zone to the right. The left side defensive end can can get flat and crash. Now, if you have Trey Lance there who can run that outside zone fake and then pull it and run to the left, that backside end can't crash. There's just different variances of how you now use the quarterback as a threat. A lot of people in your offense are Swiss Army Knives. Mm-hmm. Debo Samuel, he's half running back, half wide receiver. George Kittle, he's half receiver half offensive receiver. lineman yeah. <laughs> you know, like you know like in in one kyle use he's tailback he's fullback he's tight end he's slot receiver right like he this is this is kyle like even even iuk was a return specialist has after the catch abilities and things like that now you have a quarterback who is also in that swiss army knife type of mold where you can be one thing on this play and one thing on the next and i just am really anxious to see how he develops, how he plays, how he performs, how he's used within this offense.
0: The, the versatility does excite me. The versatility excites me. Um I think just, and I, I guess and I get it because, you know, we had Jimmy G last year and Jimmy G was, you know, announced the QB one uh, pretty early. And, you know, you only put in Trey for, for a couple, series or even a couple couple plays in the beginning of the season and then all of a sudden it's just like okay at the focus on jimmy until he got injured so that kind of like just seeing what happened last year and how he was utilized last year it didn't give me a lot of confidence but
2: yeah no that's fair that's very fair I mean,
0: but again having having a full having a full training camp as the qb1 that does get me a little more excited again uh just to just to see how how like you said how he's going to be utilized and how Shanahan's going to basically use his his weapons against the, other, the opposition.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And then our defense, man. Woo! If, if we could stay healthy, <laughs> if we could stay healthy, then we're not fighting chance. <laughs>
2: that D man, Fred Warner's the, the the conversation on the best linebacker in the NFL starts. Okay, we're going to say Fred Warner's number one. And if anyone says, well, I don't know, we can't have a conversation about the best yeah. linebackers in the NFL anymore. We just, we can't.
1: I'm sorry. And, it's probably him and Darius Leonard from the Colts.
2: Yeah, I would say it's, I think Fred's got to be number one. And then yeah. Leonard's like two, two if not Le- yeah, yeah, two, three uh, at worst. Yeah, yep, yep.
1: Yeah. So another NFC team that intrigues me, uh, New Orleans Saints. Uh, they get Michael Thomas back. They drafted Chris Olave, o- Olave in the first round. who has been doing good things in training camp, I hear. Uh, biggest question mark, obviously, uh, Jameis coming off of that ACL. Uh, Dennis Allen, you know, taking over as coach. Uh, I do see some intrigue on both sides of the ball. How do you all see the New Orleans Saints season playing out this year? I
0: don't know how I see their season playing out this year. Um, I do like what I'm hearing in terms of utilizing Taysom Hill in the way that Sean McVay did. But at the same time, like, uh, I I think they can use them as a Kind of like as you as you were talking about during the Swiss Army night, where he's utilized in a bunch of different ways to kind of like throw curveballs at, at the defense. Um, I, I mean, I hope they have a back back uh, bounce back season. I really like uh, Alvin Kamara, and I just hope that he, him, uh, that he can stay healthy and he can get back to where he was. When I mean, obviously, it's going to depend on. A lot is gonna depend on his connection with uh Jameis Winston because Alan Camaro was one of the best catching running backs uh in the league a few years ago with Drew Brees. So Yeah, I, I think a lot's gonna depend on, on that
1: connection and then I like their defense too. getting Ooh, yeah, that off. defense is yeah. that <laughs> defense.
2: They they, <laughs> they, they, they spice
1: it. Last yeah. last year last year
0: and that game uh against us against the Irish man that that was
2: an exciting game. And that deep, the defense
0: had a lot almost the defense had everything to
2: do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they're kind of there's they're built similar in the sense of like strong defense, mm-hmm. a quarterback that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: But but yeah. people
2: around him, a coach, you know, stuff like that yeah the say that's that's interesting bring up and I'm like that you did that that's that's a good bring up because there's a lot to talk about with the Saints if you get Michael Thomas to to he's like you said Mo he's he's there the thing I want to see is is he bought in
0: yeah
2: you know what I mean you need to get buy-in from that guy like he's 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 just that's just him you know what I mean we we are very much aware of personalities being what they are now in 2022 and how to acquiesce and you know cater to those
1: he's missed a lot of time though a lot of time a
2: lot of time a lot of time so that's the thing like was he bought in during the time that he's missed is he bought in now like that that begs the question because if he is you you have the mixings for what i think could be or has the the potential in the ceiling to be one of the best receiving cores in the nfl one of the best
1: i agree you know
2: michael thomas at x bought in michael thomas crystal lave at Z. I, I love that kid coming out of Ohio State this year. He was one of my top three receiver prospects. I think I had him at number two, yeah. I want to say, or three. I had him at number three. And then Jarvis Landry now coming over to play in the slot. Like, yeah. perfecto. Yeah, that's... Give me all of that, you know? So, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm excited to kind of see what they can do there. And just like you said, also, mo their defense, bro.
1: Yeah.
2: At front, like, Cam Jordan is... Yeah. I mean, he's he's effective and his personality is contagious. You still got Demario Mario Davis. They did lose Marcus Williams on the back end. But as far as how they fixed that void with by adding Marcus May from the Jets, by adding the Honey Badger. And then because the Honey Badger, you know, his career is meant to be messed with. So they brought along Daniel Sorensen to still <laughs> be there with him just to torment him. <laughs> as the as the as the backup or the guy that's going to be the third love, safety but yeah. CJ Gardner Johnson I love mm-hmm. Marshawn Lattimore he's one of my yeah. three favorite corners in the NFL Stab. like yeah I mean it's it's there and I'm 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 anxious to see kind of just you know what's Jameis like in a full year with this with this complimented receivers how much of of uh Sean Payton's offense did Pete Carmichael absorb on his own what is Dennis Allen going to do with his second stint as a head coach I still think him calling the defense is the right way to do it, and the defense is ready to come, and they're ready to play. I just love watching this defense, just all the different pieces you have on it. So, Bucks are going to walk away with that division, though, however. And I could – I could – I haven't plotted out the NFC quite like I've plotted out the AFC. They just missed the playoffs last year. They just missed the playoffs last year. I think they missed it again this year.
0: Looking at the standings, I. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt that they miss it, but I, I could easily see them making.
2: It. They could. So if we, if we, if we like hash out division winners right now in the NFC, the Bucks are going to take the South. The West is the Rams could take it. The Niners could take it. Let's just, you, we're I'm on, I'm on the killer crossover. The Niners take it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, and then so the NFC, then the uh, NFC East let's just say dallas takes it just for the sake of whatever and then the nfc north the packers that's let's just do it right zero. there right okay yeah, so zero. that's four now our wild cards over the saints would you put probably the other team from the nfc west if it's nothing the rams let's say it's nothing okay yeah. boom there's one right there now we're at five and then if you were to then keep hashing out the rest of the nfc you
0: got the vikings the
2: vikings i would yeah I, I would, put yeah, I would say there. those two before the saints
1: yeah, I will yeah. put Philly. I will put Philly and Minnesota in the wild card yep. conversation for sure.
2: Yeah, that would be my seven right now. That would be my seven.
1: Yeah,
0: actually, now that now that we've uh, talking out,
2: yeah. yeah, it's cool. To, it's cool to do these exercises. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> challenge your thinking and stuff like <laughs> yeah. that. I've been doing this shit randomly with, like, you know, yeah. taking the shit at work. Like,
0: what if <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: any any NFC team intrigue, y'all? one that's not really being talked about right now
2: you guys said it kind of the vikings as far as one that's not being talked about there's a lot of nfc teams that intrigue me yeah but i think one that's not being talked about a lot is the vikings because the coordinator that was with the rams like his name escapes me right now um damn it i don't i don't i don't mess up names but i just did um, but anyway, there, there's going to be a lot more. This is going to be a passing offense. This is going to be everything that Mike Zimmer didn't want to see happen. On the defensive side of the ball, there's going to be a lot of things that don't look very familiar to a lot of people in terms of like the personnel, what they're going to do, how they're going to play. They're going to confuse teams. I think they're going to get like an early jump during the season. There's still enough talent there to where they can still be effective, especially, I mean. Justin Jefferson right now, if we if I come back here on the end of the season show, right, and we're talking about, like, you know, awards and things like that, or if someone says who's the best team in the NFL, and if Justin Jefferson is the guy that I bring up, I'm not surprised. He is that good. He is that good. I think he could very well be the best team in the NFL right now. Just completely unguardable. Yeah, he's special. He is super special. Like Justin yeah. Jefferson. 2,000 yards like he could get 2,000 yards this year I'm not surprised like you're going to see him utilized in the same way like just where they were like in that Rams offense again this McVay had a lot to do with that where does that separation exist between McVay and the coordinator but you're going to see Jefferson utilized in that way in the sense of no I'm Mike Zimmer I only want to win two receiver sets no I'm Mike Zimmer I'm not going to do motion and you know I'm not going to change you now have a guy that can do that and is willing to do that and wants to do that and has done that and unlocked cooper cup now we get to see that same person with that same brain trust adopt that with justin jefferson so i'm really anxious to see how that ends up playing out and defensively i mean they got zadarius smith to come back there and he's a very very solid pass rusher eric kendricks is a top five linebacker in the nfl harrison smith's getting old but still playing at, at a pretty high level. It's going to really depend on how those corners can do. But I think in comparison to other teams throughout the league, their schedule is favor- favorable enough and their talent is there. And there's a little bit enough, there's, there's a little bit of an element of unfamiliarity in terms of their opponents. That'll be enough for them to get in the, in the NFC playoff picture. And I think they're a wild card.
1: We, uh, we doubling down on the Arizona Cardinals and Los Angeles Rams this year.
2: Cardinals, no. Rams, yes, in terms of playoffs. Uh, I don't
1: see the Cardinals, it. Last question for the NFC. Uh, been wanting to ask Jada's question for a while now. The Giants, obviously nobody's going to expect much from them, but they did hire uh, the Bills' old offensive coordinator, Brian, was it Dubal? Brian Dable. Dable, okay. So he is really, he was really key in uh josh allen's development how do you see him handling daniel jones that's probably on his last leg as a starter in this league if he doesn't get it together this year what do you see how do you see that playing out do you think that maybe he could create some spark a little resurgence under daniel jones or is he just is he is he is who we thought he was
2: to answer the question, yes, I think Daniel Jones is who we thought he was. To go further into it, I do think that Brian Dable will give us the best version of Daniel Jones that we have seen to date. And I think what, what alludes to that is Daniel Jones, as far as like, a, like, a, like an archetype of a player that he is, an archetype of a quarterback that he is, is similar to the archetype of a quarterback that Josh Allen is. And i say archetype because i really want people to understand that i am not saying daniel jones is josh allen you guys know how people do having a podcast you said this
1: anyway
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: you know or you post yeah. something online like you know right. it, you but that the, in terms of the style and the build and how they play the position there's it's that's the same daniel jones can run right he's he's big he's strong he's athletic he can run when he runs sometimes he trips on the 15 yard line sometimes (laughs) you know what i mean uh so but but nonetheless that's how he is and but he has things to work on in the pocket just like josh allen used to brian dayball was someone who was able to sharpen those it is not it is not not the norm that a quarterback does what josh allen did in terms of their improvement in terms of taking the steps that he did he took not just like baby steps he took a big step and a big step and a big step to where the point now he's one of the elite quarterbacks in the nfl that dale jones will not be that but we are going to see i think the best version of daniel jones is that good enough for new york to go ahead and hang on to him next season we'll see the best year that we've had from him it won't be enough to where they should hang on to him there's new brain trust there in terms in, in New York who's running things and they don't really have the investment in him that the previous one did Gettleman's gone yeah. so yeah they we're gonna see the final year of, of uh, Daniel Jones he's gonna be a backup for somebody a stopgap for somebody maybe next year maybe next year's Marcus Mariota something like that for whatever team like a Mar- like Mariota did going to Atlanta this year but yeah um the giants it's not going to be they, they you have a better staff there you have a better organization i do think they improve on their four wins from last year they get like five or six you know just because there is more stability there you have a, a staff that i do respect a lot in terms of Dave. I think that's good to hire i would always of course prefer to lean into and only if i'm a gm i'm only hiring offensive coaches because i'm not hiring defensive guys this yeah. is an offensive league so yeah, but and that's what they did. Good job. But Daniel Jones is not the guy to take him that, to that to that promised land or anywhere that they even envision going.
1: Who has a better season, Cowboys or Eagles? I had to think about this one too. I'm gonna I'm a, take a flyer. I'm gonna go
2: with the Eagles. Take a flyer, the Eagles fly, Eagles fly. Is that what that was? <laughs> 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 it wasn't,
0: uh-huh. but it is now. There we go. There we go. I I
2: would rather see the Eagles, honestly. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Let me let me hatch it to the Eagles. Uh, Let me latch to the Eagles. Well, the Eagles, the Eagles. Um, But I just I I I admire and respect Jalen Hurts' work ethic. I think that defense is really primed to return to one of those better Eagle defenses that we've known. Their defensive line hasn't really fallen off yet. Yes. In any time, but I think they did something to address the linebacker room. Nicobe Dean's going to be a force. They solidified that secondary. I like Nick Sariani as a head coach. He showed last year that he's not afraid of adapting his philosophy to his personnel. With just in terms of how he deviated from a pass-heavy scheme to really just dedicating his whole offense to the run and utilizing Jalen Hurts' ability to do that. So with now then an, a, a bolstered receiving core, another year under his belt in terms of utilizing this personnel, and really honestly, again, they're not the NFC least, but they're still the NFC weak. I mean, they're still like yeah. it's they're not the the war, yeah. you know, but like <laughs> the 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 Commanders, meh. Yeah. the Giants are going to be trash. Yeah. The yeah. Cowboys aren't going to be as good. Yeah, you know that like they were so. They were they were a very opportunistic defense last year, but still a undisciplined one. Yeah, the turnovers aren't going to be as common as they were. Those those type of things in terms of a defensive production, they never replicate. It never turnovers never replicate. It just you can't. We teach our guys to get the ball. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: (laughs) I mean, come on, that's stupid. But yeah, I'll take the Eagles to come out the west.
0: Okay. Early, early
2: super prediction. Oh, really, Mo? Really? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right,
1: is, I'm thinking about that. He got me stumped, bro. I'll
2: I'll, 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 have to say it. I just, it sounds, it really sounds weak. I, I'm, I'm sitting here with. There's this coin flipping in the, in the air between the Chiefs and, and the, um, bills. Uh, let me go. I'll say it. I'm gonna go Bills. I'm gonna go Bills Rams. The uh, the first game that we get during the season is that's on that's on paper the best one.
1: I like I like Bills Rams also. I think that'd be a solid Super Bowl. That would be
0: that would be. Um, I'm not gonna pick the Rams. I can't. Uh, <laughs> I get it. I'll, I'll. I don't have as much faith in them, but I'll pick the Bucks. Um, I want to pick the Niners, but I don't think it's gonna happen. <laughs> but um, I'll go, I'll go Bucks Chiefs. I think we're gonna go, we're gonna get that rematch. I, I want to go Bills, but uh, I think I think we'll get that rematch. Bucks no, actually, no. I'm, I'm gonna go Bucks Bills. I'm gonna go Bucks Bills.
2: Bucks Bills. I, I actually yeah. like that.
1: Yeah, that'd be a dope Super Bowl too. Bucks Bills. That'd be. I'd watch that,
2: definitely. Bro, you know there's no Super Bowl you wouldn't watch. Just, <laughs> just stop right there, right? Just. <laughs> I mean,
1: what you guys mean? no, bro. I Ain't gonna <laughs> watch these things. You fuck that
2: Sunday. Fuck that. You try to go to church or what? Uh, uh,
1: you, you got me. You got me. You got me. I tried to sneak that one in there, but you brought me out on my shit. So thank yep. you for holding me accountable, sir. Yeah.
2: I, I, bro, I just, I just, I just know you. You, you know what I mean. I just know yeah. you. He, he's like me. There's no way you're going to All right. Um, all right.
0: I think that's it. Unless there's anything else you guys wanted to hit on.
2: The only one thing that I want to, apart from kind of what's going to shape this season, uh, I mentioned it earlier when we were talking about, I think I went off in and on the Raiders with high end quarterbacks and the, oh, the yeah. separation of receivers and how that's going yeah. to impact the NFL two other portions of, of of defense that I want to mention that are going to impact the NFL this year. We saw it last year in certain defenses and certain teams or against certain opponents, but I think it's going to sweep over the entire league. And that's two high safety coverages with odd defensive fronts in front of them. And what odd defensive fronts are is just basically you have either five or three. It's, you know, in terms of your defensive front. If it's a known passing situation, third and long, you're likely to see a three-man defensive front because teams are showing you they're going to drop eight or they have three on the line. You don't know where that fourth comes. The fourth comes. It's not a blitz because only a blitz is five or more. Stuff like that. I talked about that. I remember on the uh, playoff preview when I was back on on here with you guys and stuff, you know, the, the different sim pressure looks and stuff like that, but. The two high structures and the odd fronts, early downs, you might find five down and stuff like that. But then the other thing that I think we're going to see more of is the infusion of defenses using three safeties regularly. Like every team deploys three safeties. They're going to put safeties as linebackers. Derwin James, who just got paid as the highest safety ever in the history of the NFL. Derwin James plays every single position other than defensive tackle on that defense you're going to see other teams trying to find their own version of what derwin james does we are going to see other teams be like okay it's third and eight nine we know they're not going to like run the ball up the middle on us or we'll dare them to do that right so instead of using our our sam linebacker or our will linebacker next to our play caller we're just gonna put a safety there because he's better in coverage that body type works better for what we know this opposing offense is going to give us so you you've already seen teams use nickel more than they use anything else nate hobbs mo played more snaps for us than kj Wright did last year because that's just he didn't like you know that's just not where he you you play nickel more than you play base it's been this way for the last almost almost 10 years almost 10 years And now you're going to see it to where rather than just three lineback three or two linebackers, two safeties and three corners, you're going to have three corners and three safeties. That's going to be something And the teams that have that third safety that can be impactful are going to see a boost or a shift in how good or bad their defense is or isn't. So, yeah, just those. That's what I'm really looking out for the teams that can play both of those ways defensively. And how that's going to change the scope of the NFL in twenty twenty two.
0: Everyone be on the lookout.
2: I'm that's gonna be the only couple. motherfucker watching that shit though, this whole entire <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bro, they don't even use three safeties. What is this <laughs> crazy actually, man
2: talking about? <laughs>
0: actually no, because every time every time you come on our every time you come on our show, I tend to, at least for the first few games after we, after we record, look at some of the things that you said, and I'm oh, like, oh, shit, huh. all right, so I, I tend to watch the game a little differently, and then it shifts back because my watching starts to become more fantasy football centric. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah, no, it's always gonna, it's always gonna move and sh- there's, that's yeah. the beautiful thing about football. There are so many things to watch yeah. in any given play there's so many things basketball every and there's things that aren't on the screen that do exist in football basketball and baseball especially baseball i mean it's 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 so much slower and like just yeah. you got three dudes yeah. and here comes <laughs> like yeah. nfl you got
1: <laughs> right <Brian.
2: laughs> nfl you got 22 22 beasts
1: yeah.
2: ready go <gasps> done yeah. What and happened? All
0: doing different things, exactly. Every different thing has a big impact on what is happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's looking crazy.
2: Yeah, that's this is why football is my favorite sport. You know, basketball was my first love growing up, but uh, football had overtook it by the time I hit about 16 17. But yeah, but yeah, this is why I love football. It's just there's yeah. so much that's involved in it it's the most team oriented game on yeah. the planet
0: right. Yeah. right. And that's all the time we got for today thank you for tuning in again to this episode of the killer crossover podcast you can find us on twitter you can find me at emankoa at em on my own handle and you can find us on instagram at the killer crossover podcast and
1: mo where can we find you find me on Twitter as well at your boy Mo eighty seven and Jay. Where can we find you at Bo?
2: At Jr Sports Bars on Twitter, Jr Sports Bars on Instagram, and uh, Jordan Robinson Facebook. I add everybody because as soon as I add someone I don't know, that just means I get to tag you when I upload the covers of your podcast. <laughs> uh, you're going to get spammed. You know that's how it works. Uh, you know but um yeah I always appreciate being on with you guys as you can always see I love talking football with you guys uh and love chilling with you guys you know like-minded folks it's really cool
0: before before we officially head out what are you sipping on
2: this is a so this beer right here is the breakside true gold golden lager it's a light beer It's it's kind of these are these style of beers have been more of my go to Mm -hmm. during podcasting because they're very sippable Like five percent, it's it's you know you don't want to get too lost in your thoughts. You don't want to start slurring words. And people who podcast definitely know this. So, (laughs) but you do want to celebrate. You know what I mean? You know you do. It's it's a special occasion when I'm on the covers covers when I'm on the killer crossover podcast. So yeah, but that's it's a breakside beer, uh, Portland, Oregon brewery, golden lager. Yeah, it's it. Don't where you got you guys are in the Bay Area. Bay Area. Yeah,
1: Bay Area. So you,
2: this ships to you, so
1: okay.
2: Yeah, very solid. Uh, yeah, had a good time always talking football and stepping on something like this.
0: That's sure. it. Thank you, thank you again for your time. Yes, and sir. We are out.
1: Peace. Peace. See you next time.